You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the week of December 4th, 2014, exactly four weeks away from Christmas, and this is the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and coming up on today's show, you will be hearing my conversation with Pensacola Blue Wahoo MCs Maverick and Downtown Dave. I met Mav and Dave at a Blue Wahoos game the first year I worked there back in the 2013 season. And I got to spend a pretty good amount of time with Mav and Dave because I was the primary wireless camera operator. And to explain what an MC actually does, they hosted the pregame show and also set up the uh, in-between inning games that you would see, like the Roach Run, uh, the Tire Race, several other ones that we do. They kind of set the scene, if you will, and explain the rules to the contestants and everything. And you'll get to hear about that, uh, some of their prior emceeing experience. I guess emceeing is a word. Uh, Some of their favorite Blue Wahoo moments. And it was was really cool getting to catch up with them during the offseason because I've compared the baseball season to this before, but it's like the end of summer camp. You know, when you uh, when you leave summer camp, you don't see any of those friends again until uh, next go around. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, starting back with the Blue Wahoos and getting to interact with these guys again. But before we get to their interview, uh, I've got to talk about the Star Wars trailer. The first trailer for Star Wars The Force Awakens came out this past Friday And it was everything I hoped for and more. It it was absolutely great. I loved every single second of it. For those that haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. It it doesn't really explain the story at all, which I didn't mind because I want to know as little as possible about the movie before it comes out. So I think it did a good job of saying, hey, these are some of the new characters. They didn't show any of the original three, like Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, or Carrie Fisher. But they showed a couple of the new characters, showed a new droid, uh, stormtroopers with a new look, which I really liked. And the controversial thing that has been uh, talked about from this trailer is the new lightsaber. You get to see who you assume is the main villain of the film, with a new lightsaber that has kind of a, uh, I guess you'd call it a cross guard, that's it's set up like an old medieval sword with a Star Wars lightsaber twist to it. You've got the traditional lightsaber blade, and you've got two smaller ones that go horizontal that act as kind of a safeguard, which one of my friends actually made a very good point that if you have a lightsaber like that, you may not have to worry about getting your hand cut off. So I think people who don't like this lightsaber should uh, take that into consideration. But I personally like it. I think it's something different. Um, Every now and then, a villain has a new cool lightsaber. Darth Maul obviously had the double-bladed lightsaber that was awesome. Uh, Count Dooku had the one with the the curved handle that was kind of like a a fencing-style sword. So it's I, I have no issue with it. I actually think it's pretty cool. And then you get to see the X-Wings and some uh, Rebel pilots with a new look. 
the uh, some little nitpicky things. The symbol on the uh, helmet for the Rebel Alliance is uh, a little bit smaller. The X-wings look a little bit different, but still noticeable that it's an X-wing. And before I get to the final thing, I want to talk about the Stormtroopers a little bit. I really like that they changed up the look of the Stormtroopers, because to me, it kind of separates that from the other two. Whereas in the prequels, you have the Clone Trooper look. In the original trilogy, you have the classic Stormtrooper, and now you've got new Stormtrooper. So I, I think it's cool that the outfits have changed, because in between all the trilogies, there's this huge amount of time. So I, I like that little uh, I like that little detail there. But the last thing that happened, it, the trailer goes to black, and then you hear the excellent John Williams scored main theme to Star Wars, and you see the Millennium Falcon flying on Tatooine, doing flips and flying towards some Tie Fighters, and it, that was just such a, a geek out moment for me, and I'm sure it was for everybody else that enjoyed it. But it is just it was so cool seeing possibly the most iconic spaceship of all time back in action. So we've got a while to wait for the new Star Wars movie, but uh, I, I can't wait for it. I think it will be worth the wait for sure. And I believe that the next trailer is going to be in front of Avengers Age of Ultron. That's the latest rumor as of now. So uh, it'll be a while before we see anything new Star Wars related, but you know, this was the perfect little tease. I, I really enjoyed it. And then the uh, Jurassic World trailer came out as well, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, cool thing about Jurassic World, and if you listen to his episode, then you already know this, but uh, Steve Wise, a friend of mine who works on the Pensacon staff, and I also interviewed him a few weeks ago for the show, he's actually going to be an extra in Jurassic World, so I'll have to be sure to keep my eye out for him. But the trailer looked great, had a lot of nods to the original uh, Jurassic Park. And what's cool about it is at the end, it plays this piano version, the slow piano version of the original Jurassic Park theme. And it was kind of chilling, if uh, if I'm being honest. But it, it was it was really, really cool. And as far as scenes that stood out to me... It had to be when the shark was fed to the giant dinosaur fish thingy because uh, if you think back to the 70s, Jaws was kind of the most intimidating monster of that decade because it's just this giant shark that ate people. And you fast forward 40 years later, I believe. Yeah, 40 years. I just did the math in my head. But uh, Jaws has been reduced to lunch for this giant dinosaur fish, so I, I thought that was kind of funny. But if you haven't seen either of those trailers yet, I highly recommend you check them out. I'm really excited for both. Uh, Jurassic World comes out in June, and then, of course, we have Star Wars in December of 2015. And one last thing, I would like to once again thank the Unicorn Wranglers for allowing me to use their song Twin Peaks from their upcoming album Murder Mystery Night as the official theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And they actually have a show uh, this coming Friday in Tallahassee. Uh, it's at the uh, the first Friday event. I can't exactly remember where it is, but if you want to find out, then go to their Facebook page. Just search for the Unicorn Wranglers. You can follow them on Twitter at uwranglers and their website, unicornwranglers.com. 
But that's really all I have as far as news goes, so sit back and enjoy this wonderful conversation I had catching up with my old friends from the Blue Wahoos, Maverick and Downtown Dave. And we're back here with my special guest this week. Their names are Ryan Whitehead and Dave Presnell, but Blue Wahoos fans will know them as MCs Maverick and Downtown Dave. Guys, how you doing? Uh, doing good, Derek. Uh, pleasure to be here. I'm doing great, Derek. It's always always fun to be around you. We've missed you since the baseball season. Yeah, it's it, been it, a while. Yeah, it, it's been a long, long off season. I figured it would be a good time to, to catch up with you guys, so... What have you guys been up to since uh, since baseball ended? Uh, well, I'm currently involved with the uh, Pensacola Ice Flyers now uh, as their communications manager. So uh, you probably see me at the games every once in a while. I actually had to fill in uh, as an MC there for Jimmy the New Guy, also from uh, the Wahoos. Um, but yeah, I, I do uh, stuff with the Facebook page there and uh, the website, all other social media, and do a lot of just stuff communications-wise with the teams. Team. The team. The team. The team. They are the team. I mean, we haven't seen success from a professional sports team in Pensacola like this ever. Yeah, it's, it's pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah. It's really impressive. But enough about me. What about you, Dave? Oh, well, well I, uh, I recently sold my business. That, and if anyone knew that I was a, a owner of Big Rhino Screen Printing, and we sold it to Cliff and Jay, the production managers and the general manager, and, and I'm kind of dipping my – my fingers into other things and seeing what might work for me. And Supposedly dipping fingers into ears, right? Yeah, into ears. Yeah, doing some work with uh, bell tone and uh, looking at uh, looking at that. I'm getting a hearing instrument specialist license. And for for everybody out there that's listening, you're going to laugh at this because I laugh at it too. I have to wear a tie to work every day, a tie. So I'm looking so forward to baseball season so I can just strip <laughs> off that monkey suit on the way down to the stadium, put on. Those Hawaiian, the Hawaiian shirts shirt, and the hat, yeah. and just let it loose. You're getting a new hat this season, right? That's, I do. I have a new hat. It's part of the ritual. You start out with a new hat. Start off with a new hat. Yeah, because you always get it autographed, don't you? Yes, I have for the past three years. The players in management of Blue Wahoos have been gracious enough to allow me to get autographs from all the players and, and many of the staff as well. I think you signed my, my hat past couple of years, too. I think I might have. Yeah, I think no, my, I, mine got smeared with the sweat stains on it. Yeah, yeah, yours got smeared. Yeah. Well, well first of all, it was smeared because I was kissing it. I'm like, Maverick signed by a hat. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. What's funny is uh, the first year I worked with the Wahoos when I ran camera, you know how people would line up by the home dugout to – wait for autographs and whatnot, like sign their baseball or their program or whatever. I always wanted to just walk by someone, grab their baseball, sign it, and just toss it back to them and leave. Actually, one of Dave's signature things he does, people are like, oh, can you take a photo of us? He'll take the cell phone, he'll point at them, he'll take a photo of them, but then he'll reverse it so it's on him, (laughs) snap a few shots of himself and give it back so later on they're looking through it and they see some creepy old man. 25 pictures of a guy looking at the camera all confused (laughs) like, what am I doing? How did this happen? One picture of them, 10 pictures of Dave. Correct. I love it. Correct. I love it. The best out of your Wahoos experience. So uh, are both of you guys from the Pensacola or did you guys move from somewhere else? I'm uh, I'm born and raised... uh, Grandparents on both sides of the family retired here with the Navy. My parents met here 
and I was born and raised here and haven't left. And I went to school here at University of West Florida. Got my degree in Go communications, Argos. TV, and film production. So yeah, I'm a Pensacola. Oh, that. That's Pens- pretty cool. Pensacola through and through. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, Pensacola. Man. Woo! I uh, I. This is downtown Dave, by the way. Hello. <laughs> yeah, and um. But I I, uh, I was a Navy brat, grew up mostly in Virginia Beach, actually was born in Japan. And, uh, oh, wow. But yeah, grew up in Virginia Beach. Uh, my father was 30 years in the Navy, and uh, his last command was here in Pensacola at CNET. And I would come down and visit and say, holy smokes, this is a great place. I love this place. So then 1990-ish, started up the business at Big Rhino and... And I was then, in first grade then. Yeah, you were in first grade. I remember seeing you. You came for a field trip to my store <laughs> one time. And I knew, I looked at him and I said, that kid's going to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, that's uh, fantastic. Yep. So, But I've raised two daughters here, Shelby and Audrey. And they are one, Shelby, University of Southern Mississippi. And Audrey's a junior at Catholic High School. Awesome. They're awesome. just a couple years younger than Mav, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> what wait what <laughs> so you mentioned your your screen printing business like what what made you want to start a screen printing business we had a, a relative or a friend of ours a friend of our family that made a whole bunch of money he kept telling us man you got to get into t-shirts because man you made some money i made some money at this and i uh my dad and i were just trying to own went on to start a business together and we said okay let's do this let's Started a t-shirt business, and we started this t-shirt business, and we got into it head, head first, and uh, about four years into it, we had to upgrade some equipment, and we found some, 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 some pretty cool stuff over in Tallahassee. We bought it from this guy in Tallahassee, and that was where our friend was from and mm-hmm. doing this, and we found out that you know, the guy asked us, how'd you get in the screen printing business? I said, well, our friend, our friend was in it. He made a lot of money on it. He told us about it, and... You might know him because he was from Tallahassee. I told him his name. He goes, oh, yeah, I know him. He worked for me. He, uh, yeah, In fact, I think he was embezzling from me. So that's where our friend of the family made all his money was cheating off of another guy. And by that time, we were already into it. So we got to keep going. We got to keep going. And we kept going and we kept going. Kept going and kept yeah. going and kept going. So we just found a business that we kind of liked. And, and I, I had a creative – I used to have a creative edge to me and get things done You still done have like a creative that. edge to you. Somewhat. But it's just old. And we we were talking uh, before we started recording because I, I know I know Mavs played music in the past, but you have as well, right? Yes, yes. I've been in a band uh, called Livewire. Wanted to call it middle a mid, mid midlife crisis, midlife crisis. But the guys in the band didn't want me to do that because <laughs> I'm the oldest one in the band and they're younger. But I play harmonica and uh, and uh, but that's it. Maverick, on the other hand. You're multi-talented. Tell us about what you play in your band. Uh, uh, well, uh, I was raised as a percussionist starting in middle school, did percussion, and went on to do marching percussion in high school, and uh, did drum and bugle corps afterwards. And um, But uh, along the way, I uh, just uh, sang on the side. Uh, so I've done a lot of vocal stuff, too. I auditioned for American Idol before and have sang for numerous groups. And uh, 
fact, I've sang it some Wahoos games before, too. You have. Yep, yeah, that is did true. Some bon, bon Jovi bon on 80s Jovi, unbelievable. The infamous Bon Jovi I think that was a, I think that was Eric Funman's most that was <laughs> favorite that was, Wahoos that moment. That was one of my favorite Wahoos moments. I told you about this. It was a, I was standing on the dugout watching. The power watching, slide. And the yep. power slide, and there was a camera angle on you with the sunlight in the background. And your my silhouette. silhouette. Oh, my God. It was still. I still... I still, I've got it as my, I think it's my Facebook uh, <laughs> cover photo right now. So, Yeah, I, I think I remember exactly where I was. I think I was working one of the, the pit cameras when that happened. And I was like, well, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> See, every, it was a moment for everyone. Everyone. Yeah. You ask anybody at a game this season, where were you when Mav played I think bon most Jody? of them were still parking know. and making their <laughs> way into the stadium. Yeah, it was so early. The stadium. I mean, thank you, goodness you had, you had a decent crowd. Watching. I had like I remember there's this one older guy, the senior citizen in front of me, who was like <laughs> actually getting into it. Yeah. I remember watching all that video. He had a smile on his yeah. face. He was patting his hands on his legs, like he was drumming. One of the senior citizen. That was me. That was <laughs> me. Gosh. So you said you were primarily a percussionist. Can you play any other instruments? Uh, I've I've taken some piano lessons before, uh, so I can I can uh, chop away at piano a little bit. Guitars. Ah, uh, that's just one thing. Uh, it's just I, I'm way too far behind. I want to catch up. I don't have the patience to <laughs> sit I down. You. I can strum like some power chords, and sometimes that's all you need. So that is true. So what, uh, like, what specific kind of drum did you play? Were you a snare guy or? Yeah, bass? I was a I was I was a snare guy, and uh, uh, I did march bass some. But um, and recently I did fill in in a local cover band called Cover the Earth. Uh, did did some. Uh, play drum set with him sat in on some gigs which is pretty fun but it's just fun to say i sat in on some gigs yeah i mean that's yeah. cool yeah it's just cool so i've never actually asked you guys this but how did you get uh the job with the wahoos because you guys have been there since the beginning yeah maverick tried out and earned his spot <laughs> how did you how did you earn your spot i um uh, as soon as I heard that the Wahoos were coming into town, uh, I knew that was going to be a big opportunity and something really good for the community. And uh, and so I just I just you know started you know finding emails of people to contact online that would be connected with it and started started emailing people and getting my name out there and started nagging them about it. And sure enough, I nagged them enough that they said, "All right, let's get this guy in here, give him a chance." But there there's some other guy though who were uh, going to consider for MC also. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maverick earned his way in. But he tried out and did did things for them. I just knew somebody. <laughs> that's hey, sometimes that's all it takes. Shelly Yates, who named the Blue Wahoos, and uh, really, yeah, she was the one that put the name. Of it. She was working in the marketing department, but she knew I did. I was doing announcing for Island fights for the MMA fights, and then did fun fundraisers for charities and emceed that stuff. And she said, "Dave, you ought to try it out." Then met with Julie. Remember Julie and uh, and she said, "Do you want to do it?" And I said, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." So she called me up a couple days later. And says, "Okay, we need you to come down to the stadium and fill out your paperwork for taxes and stuff." And I said, "Holy crap! I get paid for this. <laughs> Even better. Okay." Wait, so, so you did emceeing for MMA fights? Uh huh. Really? Yeah. How was that? It was fun. It was. I fun. had I had no idea. Yeah. I can picture you doing that, yeah. but that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah it no was idea. fun. It was fun. I mean, I treated it like you know, and some of them were were really 
funny because they were some, you know, like Malcolm Young Center and um, and the Pensacola Fairgrounds, but I treated them like it was Madison Square Gardens, you know, tuxedo, red bow tie, the whole deal. I love and it. Just, I love it. You know, some of them were eight-year-old kids, you know, and I'm in, in this in the red corner weighing in at 35 pounds. <laughs> the Seriously? demon machine. Oh, yeah, there was some kids amateur out there. Yes, they let kids do that. It was amateur. It was amateur. They weren't being paid yet, but it was all protective gear and well, and and it was it was very well uh, regulated. So, so, was that your first uh, MCing gig, or had you done anything before that? Because I, I was curious to know if you guys had any prior experience of MCing before I, the um, Wahoos. I was working with uh, News Radio 1620 in Cat Country for a little bit doing... Um, okay. Doing their traffic reporting and some other reporting stuff for them. So a little bit of on-air experience. Plus, I'd, you know, along with being a TV and film student, I had taken some some theater courses and stuff. So kind of had experience being in front of people and talking to people. So mm-hmm. kind of just went well with doing the MC thing. And I had been following Maverick's career for years. and had, had Since that time you saw Since me. I saw him as a first grader when he came in for the field trip. And they kept up with him and just kind of emulated <laughs> emulated what I what I saw from him and and uh, and the doors the doors opened and I got you know got to be so you knew from that very moment that he was meant for big things oh yeah I mean yeah I could tell right away right away I like it I yeah. like it yeah see a weird part of me I thought that we had crossed paths before in our lives and there it is there's the answer <laughs> yeah and now you know so how did you guys come up with your respective uh, MC characters. I'll tell Mav. Okay. Well, well, for myself, uh, the name Maverick just derives from my uh, my so-called Tom Cruise. But you got that appearance. in high school, right? I got that in Drum and Bugle Corps. Um, okay. It was kind of my nickname. In fact, yeah. it's like it's like stitched in on my drum corps member jacket. But every day, like I had like a new Tom Cruise name, but the one that like stuck the most was Maverick. So it just kind of went from there, and that's the name that I used on radio too, and that was my karaoke name when i used to go and and steal a lot of bar tabs from a karaoke contest in the area and yep so that's where maverick came from yeah maverick it was, it's a great name i mean it's a great name but, yeah. but but and then tell tell about your costume your costume the evolution of your costume it has changed oh well, i don't want to years. speak about the first one because it kind of offended people and even what i wear now offend some people because it is a military town so i you know i try to emulate a little bit of that but i mean currently it's a flight suit which i'm not sure how i thought it was a great idea but in the middle of july and august (laughs) wearing a a full uh full flight suit wasn't uh wasn't the best of ideas yeah but it was i mean you did that as a as a tribute to the to the military and the armed forces in the area which i thought was great but yeah there's always people that get upset about stuff like that went with a maverick top gun too so Mm -hmm. But like that, like one time when you had a when someone had a problem with you wearing, and he told me the guy goes, you know, he shouldn't be wearing that because he wasn't in the military. And I told the guy, I was like, yeah, I know. Well, I've I've never been to Hawaii, and I wear Hawaiian shirts. So, and the guy laughed and said, oh yeah, all right, okay, touche, touche. So, what about downtown Dave? Uh, it literally was. Uh, Julie, who was our, our supervisor at the time when the game, when the, when the season first started, said, Dave, you got to come up with uh, some kind of beach bum Jimmy Buffett thing. And, and I literally, the day before 
day before the the first game, I was sweating it. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, I just raided my closet, found some shorts, and um, had some Hawaiian shirts. And I had the hat, the hat I bought in Key West a couple years before. And I uh, had been sitting in my closet for two years. Never really had an opportunity to wear it. I loved the hat, though. So I wore that. And then it worked. <laughs> Thank goodness. And then Downtown Dave just came out of... Yeah. Well, no, yeah, right. Because there was no name at first. It was just Dave. Mm-hmm. And they, I said Diamond Dave. And they said, no, Derek Diamond's already taken. <laughs> So then it was Dugout Dave, and they said, no, not Dugout Dave. And I thought they were great. And so then they came up with, because they wanted to stay with a nautical theme, they came up with Deckhand Dave. They wanted to be Deckhand Dave. And, and if you've got, that rolls off the tongue wrong, right. then it's... you got to yeah. be very careful about how you say Deckhand Dave. Yeah. And I told them no on that. And then I just told Josh Gay, the announcer who's been on your show, Mm-hmm to just call me downtown Dave and, and, and I'll plead ignorance and beg forgiveness, but it's <laughs> stuck and no one said anything and it's stuck. So, and the rest is history. The rest, as they say, is, is history. history. So tell me about the, the first season with the Wahoos. Cause that was quote unquote before my time. I wasn't working there at the time. So what, what was it like being a part of this brand new baseball team? Um, honestly, uh, <laughs> like how you put me on the spot first, Dave. Um, honestly, um, it was, it was very exciting uh, at the beginning. I mean, it was something great to be a part of. I mean, it was a big, um, a big thing for the community oh, to, huge. to, mm-hmm. to come around, to be supportive of. And, you know, it was just exciting to be a part of that experience. And, yeah. and, um, I mean, other than that, I mean, it, it just, the, that first season in itself was just. It was just a great experience because of that. But yeah, and it it was fun. the 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 first season was unbelievable. It was new and exciting. But um, Maverick worked a game, then I'd work a game, and he'd work a game. And we worked every other game. We saw each other at the beginning of the season for the first few games. We we worked together, mm-hmm. and then we saw each other the last homestand where we worked together. And after that, it was in between was literally. You know, we yeah. text or call if we had to switch games or something. But we didn't. I didn't see you all summer, and uh, I missed you. And then <laughs> uh, the last homestand was just phenomenal and great. And so we second season got to got to work together for sixty eight games out of seventy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What's funny is that I went to one game as a fan the first season, and it was during the last homestand. And I don't remember that much from the game, but I always remembered you two guys because of your characters. Yeah, that's what most people say. I think. <laughs> <laughs> they say, wait, there was a baseball game going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, that's some what... some people go for the in-between inning stuff. They go for the entertainment. They don't go for baseball. Yeah, and then um... – and then the uh, other 5,036 fans that go for baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mom and dad come every now and then. Your mom and dad come every now and then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. to me, it's all about just the, the general atmosphere yeah. of the place that makes it what it is. Yeah. So have there been any, like, really funny moments from your time with the Wahoos that, that stand out? Because I, I have 
actually request from a uh, a Wahoo's uh, employee, and I, I won't mention names, but his initials are Adam Waldron. <laughs> All right, Dave, he wanted me to ask you about Pirate Night and your pirate jokes. <laughs> well, our, the walk the plank. Yeah, walk the plank. Bill. Uh, yeah, but you got, uh, well, all right, Pirate Night was, was I looked forward to Pirate Night because that, that was the, like, the one costume that I had ready at all times. Right. So, and so we got to do Pirate Night. But, uh, you know, what's, what's a pirate's favorite meal? Arby's. <laughs> you know, and then you can use that yeah. so many, what's a favorite, favorite letter of the alphabet? Arr, you know, and so it just went on and on. And we... I had jokes going all night, but the thing about pirate night was every time we wore that pirate costume, we got rained out. So no more pirate. It was night. kind of bad luck. But yeah, it, no it was. I, I mean, I wasn't even there that night, and I heard about that story because I think it was one of those things where like the Mobile Bay Bears mascot was walking the plank, and mm-hmm. I, I think you had like some like written questions, but it was right at the moment when like the storm was coming, so it was chaos and. You didn't have the script, so you just started going with the pirate jokes, and it just, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like they say, the rest is history. history. What's funny is I've had both Adam and Josh on my show, and they've both brought up Pirate Night. It's, It's pretty funny. Well, yeah, I, I think it was. It was. I think it was a disappointing night for a lot of people. So yeah. I understand why they brought it up. Yeah, I've and then Mav Adam wanted me to ask you about Winter Wonderland. Winter Wonderland, winter chaos <laughs> cluster mess. That was. That was. Um, yeah, the grand opening night. <laughs> uh, that was the whole thing. It was the you know the first off season, so they they had like. Um, the uh, the dry um, ice skating rink. Yeah. yeah, I mean it wasn't real ice, so synthetic right, it was, ice, mm-hmm. and um, they had like a big like toboggan slide in the outfield. But for the grand opening, you know, it was free to the public, which that in itself was, you know, that just opened the floodgates there. But um, yeah, so it was you know they asked me to MC it, so I was running all over the place, and it was just sheer chaos. I mean, it was just like so many people and. Um, um, but it was so good for the field too. It was yeah, it was, yeah. Race air was right. really yeah, it, was, it was good. I think it was really good for the grass. <laughs> he probably had nightmares. Yeah, after that, that's what yeah. twirled his mustache. But um, yeah, that was a very interesting night because I kind of got thrown into it. I really didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect other than I was just going to be kind of running around showcasing all the stuff going on. But it was just it was I've insane. Watched, I've watched some footage from that, and it. it I thought the atmosphere looked really cool, but I, I can see how it would get really hectic. Yeah, it was. And then when the blizzard hit, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah, that's, that was all just, she wrote yeah, there. Just, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Dave, something that happened this past season, the night that we were supposed to have the robot do, do the road, <laughs> I was do hoping, the road run. I was hoping you were going to Honestly, we was hoping you were going to ask that because that's one of the ones I was going to bring up. That was like one of my top three favorite moments in my entire Wahoo's career was seeing that because we were supposed to have this little robot do the roach run, which for those who don't know what it is, this guy dresses up in a roach outfit, kids chase him across the field. It's a really awesome visual. It's probably our most like popular thing we do. Absolutely. And then the robot fell over. Yeah. So, oh, it was a big deal. It was, this, was a, this was the world's fastest 
mm-hmm. running robot, and it ran faster than a, than a man could run. It, it was up to 30 miles an hour, and uh, and I had all the statistics. I had to read it off. I had to read it off. I had to make sure I got all, everything on there. I read it all off, and then they said, here it comes, the walking robot. It's running down. They're coming out from, from the groundskeepers, and it went about 10 feet and just broke, fell over, <laughs> and just fell. And, and I looked at 400 kids just banging on the gates ready to chase this this <laughs> robot roach and they're just it's it would have been a, it's it was would have been a riot and then then i i just said oh my goodness what's going to happen here that thing just died and i said okay kids well it's time to chase the mc if you can catch the mc come on and i took off with the with the uh the microphone in hand and ran and ran and just did my best not to get caught by 400 rabid kids and then about 20 yards out from the from the the gate i pulled a hammy and just (gasps) it kept limping through and got through and but yeah that was a that was a crazy wild night i wasn't there that night but yeah that sounds like it was awesome yeah we we were we were dying in the press box we were laughing so hard like we we couldn't even concentrate josh couldn't even announce it because he was laughing so hard. Like, he just could not stop. It was great. Yeah, and I think even when that thing fell over, I think I even went, Because <laughs> it just was the, So much hype and anticipation, was, and here it, it is, was, and yeah, there it goes. It was the last, that was the last thing I expected, and then you could see the Did guy. Did the robot survive, out. though? Did you at least pick it up, or I what didn't happened? Get, I didn't come close to it, uh, but look, the guys. Because you the, were in front of the dugout, the, right, right? The robot yeah. keeper's. The robot keepers ran out and rescued the robot. And it was flailing well, on the ground and just, oh, it was a sad sight. But it made for a hilarious moment. Um, so. Yeah, which, which I'm always glad for. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So um, what are some other highlights? Like, I know we've done a lot of theme nights, and you all, you, both you guys always really get into it, like with your costumes and everything. What have been some of your favorite theme nights that we've done? Do you want to go first again, or you, or I'm not putting you, you on the spot? You, you take this one. I'll I'll follow off your lead. Okay. Well, I think my absolute favorite was paperclip night. <laughs> I was, forgot about that. Was paperclip night, and they 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 you know I found out as I always usually do, being such a good member of the 21st century and my schedule and calendar, I found out about six hours before going into the stadium that it was paperclip night, and I so I ran to Home Depot and bought a bunch of supplies and made an eight foot tall paper clip and strapped it to my body for the game and uh and i think out of any costume that we've ever had i didn't win a costume of the month for that by the way which i think i should have donna kirby <laughs> yeah yeah i'm calling out donna but uh but anyway that was my favorite was was that one i completely forgot about that one and i remember having to follow you around with a camera that night and well, that was that was that yeah, was fairly entertaining. That was the night that we had a double header. I took mm-hmm. the first game, and then I saw you show up. I'm like, dude, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> I am out. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Um, uh, my favorite theme night. Um, I don't know if I have one in particular, but we we didn't do it this season, but the the first two seasons. Yeah, we we did we did our theme nights based on decades, mm-hmm. and we started with like, I think it was like the nineteen twenties, mm-hmm. and you know you like Google search for like nineteen twenties attire, and what do you get? Uh, it's like 
like a suit it's like or something how, like how that. do you show up like for a game like that and and plus i mean another thing too is like you know i mean hardly ever the fans would dress up so you're like <laughs> the only person out there and they're like what are you doing why are you wearing that it's 1920s night, don't you know? 80s night was my favorite because I didn't have to dress up. I just went in my wardrobe, <laughs> just in the closet, just Your grabbed the stuff. I was MC like, all right, cool. Pants. Yeah. yeah, I was like, excellent. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, the second season w- when we did decades, uh, there was the 1920s night, and Brooke was the only one who dressed up. <laughs> yeah, like she, she showed great. up in the dress she and she had great. a wig. Yeah, and, she looked great because she was like, "Is anybody else going to dress up?" And a few of us were like, "Yeah, we'll dress up." And then, of course, she's the only one that did, and she was so mad. And I didn't. I didn't get the email or something. It like went to my junk mail or something. It's like 1920s night junk mail. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember for uh, for 40s night that same year, I actually had like a a full suit. I had a nice. Uh, like fedora hat and looks like a newsie like a newsie yeah i even had like a little press pass yeah. in my <laughs> yeah, hat I remember that. and i had to work crossfire that night so i was oh, stuck uh, in the press box so nobody even got to see your attire yeah jimmy olsen yeah jimmy olsen absolutely what were some uh theme nights that you guys would like to see good question Derek diamond <laughs> <laughs> some theme nights we'd like to see <laughs> i think a uh I think a, a a a fish night. Everybody dressing up like their favorite fish. I imagine everybody's going to dress up like a wahoo, though. So maybe I don't know. I'd like to see a few flounders out there. I think that would be fun. That would but, be cool. Uh, family fish night. I think is what we could do. Sponsored by one local restaurant. That would be great. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. See, I'm always thinking about sponsorships. There you go. <laughs> well, you have to. You have you to. Have to. So we're sponsored. I don't know if we're sponsored again this year. National Museum of Naval Aviation, the flight squad. But I don't know. We should have National Museum of Aviation Night. Everybody dress up like an airplane. Or bring an airplane. Yeah. What about you, Maverick? I think the fish night's a great the night. night. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Okay. I agree. Fish night. Fish night. All right, good. That, that's... All right. Jonathan Griffin, make it happen. All right. <laughs> if he hears this, it needs to happen. Oh, I think he subscribes to your blog. I... I Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully everyone subscribes to it. Yeah, I think, uh, what are some that we have in the works? Um, I think we're going to do a Ghostbusters night because of the 30-year anniversary. Oh, uh, and okay, the, if we didn't do it last year, we kind of did it with Star Wars night, but we need to do the May, May, May the 4th be with you and do Star Wars night that night on May the 4th. A- absolutely. All right, a game on May the 4th? Yeah, do we have a game on May the 4th? I'm not Derek? sure, I'll have to look All at the right, schedule. All right, if we do, May the 4th be with you. I, I would I would love that. Okay, all right, that's what I call for. We we actually fish had, night. We yeah, fish night. Would, okay, would be awesome. There there were some uh, all kinds of fish, tons of fish. <laughs> we're done with fish. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. What you can do is, if only like a certain number of people dress up as fish, you put them in their own section. Yeah, and you call that section the school, oh. the school of fish. <laughs> love it. See, I, I'm. I, I love this idea. It's already I'll, going. I'll, I'll it's pitch happening. it. I'll pitch it to Adam. Right. Hopefully, hopefully he's listening to this. All right, I, I'm. That's great. I'm <laughs> dumbfounded. Creativity is just is just flowing. What? Here, man. What if? What? In your personal opinion, what do you think have been some of the the more successful uh, theme nights? Because like going back to last year, I thought uh, I thought WWE night was really well done. Uh, Anchorman night was great. 
because we had the anchors and they just they they ate it up. <laughs> that was great. that was a lot of fun, and I yeah. still get flack about calling um, calling uh, Solarski winning the uh, winning the dance contest off from uh, from, from Christian, Christian Gar- Garman. Yeah. Ooh. What's funny is uh, I actually had Christian Garmin on my show a couple of months ago. Did he say something and, about and it? I, and I asked him about it, and he was, he was like, I got robbed. I'm telling you, I got robbed. He defriended me on Facebook for that. <laughs> <laughs> Those two really come to – well, Lego Night I thought was pretty cool. Lego, the, Lego the, Night the, was very cool. Yeah, the guy throwing the ball made out of Legos. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And Star Wars Night, the, the mm-hmm. that made that went over real well. Mm-hmm. All the stormtroopers and R2-D2 and Darth Vader – Mm-hmm. Throwing the throwing the pitch and that ball levitating all the way to home plate, unbelievable! How'd they do that? Well, I, I, the I'm magic afraid, of video. Or I'm something. afraid I can't uh, let that secret out of the bag. May the fourth be with you. I just it. I hope that Duck Dynasty night never happens again. That thousands of you fans know, with duck calls and a, wearing camouflage, and I even though I had a beard, it wasn't good enough, so I had to yeah. get a fake one and. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, but you related so well to the fans when you were down there with the competition with the guys. You know, the guys had to go through the obstacle course to win and stuff. You did a good job of emceeing that gig. I thought that was great. I was happy for you. I'm not going to comment on that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I I think that's about all I've got. Oh, really? Well, I want to tell you a story about one night that I had. It was so much fun that I think we should do at the game. All right? Okay. All right. Someone threw out about 75 kazoos behind third base dugout. I don't know who did it. I don't know who, who did if it was the first season or second season or whatever, but they handed out all these kazoos, and I had the whole third base section behind the dugout, all the kids blowing kazoos whenever I would tell them to, and it was unbelievable. And I think if we had a kazoo night in honor of kazoo, our mascot, and kazoos to everybody, and sort of blowing kazoos at night would be unbelievable. Those kazoos made so much noise, and those kids had so much fun. I have fans still laughing about that. I think there was one night when, I think this was the first season on one of the nights I was there, you know, because we had mm-hmm. every other game, so yeah. you were there. But there was one night when we did something like that, and we had a bunch of kazoos, and we gathered all the kids like together, and they did some song like, um, I forget what it was. I think it was like, My Country Tis of the Year, oh, <laughs> like that, something great. patriotic or <laughs> It was, and just trying to get those kids on the same page was, wow. Yeah, right. Well, and speaking of kazoo, you should have kazoo on your show. I think you know. Uh, yeah, I should. I mean, but it might be a little difficult. Maybe have a translator, but uh, but uh, that would be a good one. Do that one maybe like the the week before the season starts. Okay, there you go. Kazoo. Coincide with opening day. There you go. Right. I don't know. He, he's his agent plays hardball though. Oh, so, really? Okay, yeah, so yeah, it's kind so of difficult. We'll, we'll, right. but we'll, we'll and see. I know he has a migrate here, too, during the offseason. That is true. So he may not be available. I'll, I'll see if I can pull some strings. If anybody Speaking can. Speaking of agents, Dave, we, we, we need to have a talk. Speaking of what? Agents. Agents? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maverick's my agent. Yeah, he's been doing me good. So I like it. So I he's like got to, obviously, there's Since some, first grade, I've been his agent. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> and look where I am today. Hey, there you go. That's my man. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Because Well, thank you for coming by and doing the interview. It was a blast. It's been a pleasure being on the Derek Diamond experience. Experience. My man, Derek, thank you. Good experience. Maverick, thank you. Thank you. 
big thank you once again to Maverick and Downtown Dave for coming on the show for that really fun conversation. It was great catching up with those guys. Next week, we will be looking into the world of music with a local ska band called The Tenth Inning, so be sure to tune in for that one. And don't forget, you can find all our shows on the Nerd Cave Network. Uh, Just go to nerdcavenetwork.com. We have the Nerd Cave podcast on Tuesdays. Wednesday is Fist of Monkey. Thursday, obviously, is the Derek Diamond Experience. And every other Friday, we have time for comics. So until then, have a very safe weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you guys next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.